By Gods and Kings, Verity's Pursuant takes place in the fictional world of Dunai. Each chapter is available on Kindle Vela. For more information on By Gods and Kings or more of our works from Script Crib, please check out our YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Patreon pages. The realm of Cerys lay shrouded in an impenetrable darkness so deep that it seemed to swallow the very air. The high heavens bore witness to this realm's eternal twilight, with two moons casting their ethereal glow over streets and buildings. Like a pair of silver eyes staring into the abyss, the moon seemed as though they had secrets to whisper, if only one could hear them. As the celestial body shimmered above, the sconces scattered throughout the realm stood guard, their flickering flames casting dancing shadows on the ground, like silent sentinels watching over the darkened land. Amidst this symphony of shadows, several followers moved with purposeful intent, their deft hands weaving intricate patterns in the air as they summoned shadows to meander peacefully through the night. Sayeria, the goddess of shadow, observed her dominion from a balcony in her palace, her black and silver clothing blending seamlessly with the darkness. With a gaze as sharp as a hawk's, she scrutinized every detail of the landscape that stretched before her. Ceres was a realm that bore the mark of its mistress in every aspect of its being. The architecture was no exception. Ornate stone buildings rose from the ground, their spires and turrets reaching toward the heavens like skeletal fingers grasping for the moonlight. Intricately carved facades adorned each structure, depicting scenes of battles, triumphs, and the inexorable march of time. At the center of it all stood a grand temple, its looming presence both a testament to Sayeria's power and a monument to the devotion of her people. Such beauty, Sayeria mused, her voice barely audible amidst the whispers of the wind. Only in darkness can one truly appreciate the artistry of my realm. As she continued to observe her subjects busying themselves with their nocturnal tasks, her mind wandered to the matters at hand. War was brewing in Dunai, and alliances were being forged and broken with every passing day. A faint smile played upon her lips as she considered the delicate balance of power that held the pantheon together. Power is a fickle thing, she thought to herself. It shifts like the shadows themselves, ever-changing and unpredictable. She thought back to her previous meeting in Yark, the city of shifting sands on Dunai. Her mind dwelled upon the radiance of the goddess of life, Dahar, and how she respected her reverence, but hated how the battle lines had already been drawn against them. In another time, they could have been staunch allies, but upon Dahar's decision to align with Nerilil, Sayeria knew an alliance could not be forged. Her reverie was interrupted by the approach of one of her priests, his face a mask of reverence and loyalty. He bowed before her and whispered something into her ear that elicited a chuckle from the goddess. Interesting, she said, her eyes narrowing slightly. It seems the game is afoot. Let us see how the pieces will move. With that, Sayeria turned away from the darkness of Surus, her thoughts now focused on the machinations of gods and the fate of their prawns. For in this realm of shadow and intrigue, even the smallest whispers could change the course of history. Within the darkened halls of the Grand Temple at the heart of Surus, shadows danced along the ornate stonework, their ebony tendrils intertwining with the filigree that adorned the walls. The air was thick with whispers and secrets, a palpable testament to the divine presence that ruled over the eternal nights. Seated upon her onyx throne, having just come in from the balcony, Sayeria contemplated the intricate patterns that adorned the ceiling above her. As the goddess of shadow, she reveled in the hidden beauty that darkness revealed the subtle interplay of light and shadow that could only be appreciated by those who understood its true nature. Her jet black hair framed her face like raven's wings while her black and silver clothing seemed to shimmer with the power she commanded. She glanced ahead as the sound of footsteps echoed off the stone floor. Ah, Darian, my old friend, Sayeria greeted as the god of order entered her sanctum, his tall frame wreathed in the muted glow of the sconces that lined the hallway. 
His sandy brown hair was immaculately styled, providing a stark contrast to the chaos of shadows that surrounded him. Sayeria, Darian replied, offering a respectful nod. It is always a pleasure to walk within your realm. The two gods exchanged pleasantries while an awkward tension brewed beneath the surface. Darian was partially to blame for Sierra and Neralil's expulsion from Tangregia, with both sisters vying for Darian's eye and affection. The family of Sierra and Neralil were influential world builders, adept and skilled at creating the day and night on the sub-realms that were linked to Tangregia. After years of preparation and training, the two girls were allowed to venture off on their own. They were given tasks to repair sub-realms, ensuring that the day and night remained as such. During one of their tasks, they were visited by a member of the royal family, Darien. His youthful disposition was radiant, and his charismatic aura attracted all who were in his orbit, with both Sayeria and Nerilil included. Both gifted artisans of light and shadow were enthralled with Darien, flirting with him at every opportunity that presented itself. Darien thoroughly enjoyed the attention, and reciprocated flirting with both women. As time marched forward, Darien's flirtatious overtures to both women continued, driving a wedge between the two sisters to which Darien was aware. He loved that he could drive the two girls to feud with one another, but what he didn't see coming was the war that would be waged because of it. On one fateful evening, Sayeria and Nerilil were tasked to venture down to a sub-realm to craft the day and night from scratch. Both women obliged and headed down, with Darien wishing them well on their way. The relationship between the two women had deteriorated because of Darien. After a few days, both girls had had enough of each other. Life had already been forged on the realm and factions were drawn up with Sayeria and Nerilil at the helm. Before the light and shadow could truly be formed, the life forms had all killed each other with only Sayeria and Nerilil left standing. The sub-realm was lost, and the two sisters were to blame. Their punishment was swift and harsh, but what was required? They were cast out into the void where they would wander for all eternity, or until their essence faded away into nothingness. Or until that fateful day when they were found by three wandering brothers from Tangregia who were looking for those with the knowledge to forge their own realm. Sierra stood up from her throne and walked down the steps toward the God of Order. I take it you're here to discuss the machinations of our brethren. Darian smiled warmly and opened up his palms toward Sierra. Could I not just venture into Surus to talk openly with the Goddess of Shadows? Sierra rolled her eyes and stood at the base of her throne. We don't talk anymore, Darian, and it's probably for the best. We have a loose alliance out of convenience, one where our god touched delivered the tidings of diplomacy. With Shorik and Sunshire being so close in proximity, it is only fitting for me to leave my dealings with you and yours to the Dorvos. Darian chuckled and remained still in front of Sayeria. And quite skilled Regulus is. He always manages to make my followers feel welcome within his plantation walls. However, what I needed to discuss had nothing to do with them and more to do with, as you called them, our brethren. Sierra folded her arms across her chest and nodded slowly, giving Darian the signal she was ready to listen. As they spoke, Darian recounted the latest news from Dunai. Xylene, the ruthless god of tides, was amassing an army with which to wage war against Malaris, the god of chaos. His Naga were said to be preparing for a battle beneath the waves, their eyes alight with fervor and bloodlust. Xylene has always been ambitious, Sierra mused, her fingers tracing the gray gauntlets on her forearms. I wonder what he hopes to gain from this conflict. Only he can truly know, Darian replied, his voice steady and measured. However, one thing is certain, the tides of war are shifting and we must be prepared to navigate the storm that is sure to follow. Their conversation turned to Talgis, the cunning god of atmosphere, who had been relentless in his attacks against Phalaris, the god of flora. His harpies and conjurers wrecked havoc across the verdant lands of Lorel, 
their brutal onslaught sowing discord and strife amongst their enemies. Such aggression, Sayarius said thoughtfully, her eyes narrowing as she considered the implications of Talgis' actions. He has always been one to push boundaries, testing the limits of our alliances. Indeed, Darian agreed, his expression grave. He pushed his harpies toward Telerafel, where more tragic events have occurred. He has no regard for the followers of Phalaris. Sayarius smirked and glanced toward the window, watching the shadows dance outside under the moonlight. He has always been such a bully. It's almost as if Talgis enjoys attacking those who he feels are inferior. He has no interest in coexisting. Darian chuckled as he watched the shadows dance outside the window with Sayaria. That's odd, coming from someone who hasn't spoken to her sister since Tangresia. That's not true, Sayaria countered quickly. We spoke when we were cast out into the void. I told her to go in one direction, I'd go the other. Darian rolled his eyes as the two gods remained still in front of Sayaria's throne. As they continued to exchange information and plot their next moves, the air within the temple seemed to grow colder, the shadows deepening around them. In this realm of eternal night, where secrets held sway and allegiances shifted like the wind, the fates of gods and mortals alike hung in the balance, suspended within a fragile web of darkness and intrigue. The sconces flickered, casting dancing shadows upon the cold stone walls of the temple. Their light glinted off the polished surface of Sayaria's throne, illuminating her obsidian eyes as they bored into Darian's own. The air lay heavy with the weight of their conversation, shrouded in a palpable silence that threatened to suffocate all within its grasp. Sayaria steepled her fingers beneath her chin, her gaze never leaving Darian's face as she contemplated his words. The subtle creases on her brow deepened, betraying the complexity of her thoughts. It was then that a figure slipped from the darkness, a priest garbed in black and silver vestments that whispered against the floor like a midnight breeze. He approached Sayaria and bent low, his voice barely audible as he whispered into her ear. A chuckle escaped Sayaria's lips, the sound rich and velvety, a stark contrast to the tense atmosphere that pervaded the room. It seems, she mused, her eyes dancing with a mixture of amusement and intrigue, that there are two God-touched servants lurking on the roads between Wurz and Sunshire. One belongs to Malaris, the other to Vesia. She paused, allowing the weight of this revelation to sink in before continuing. Rumor has it they prepare for a journey to Shorek. Darian scoffed, though the look in his eyes bellied his outward skepticism. His thoughts wandered to Vesia, the goddess of law, who had long maintained a precarious balance in Dunai. Having just converted two mortals into godchurch servants, he pondered what Vesia was trying to achieve. He furrowed his brow, his concern evident despite his dismissive tone. Even if this is true, what could she gain by venturing into my kingdom on Dunai? Darian, don't be so naive, Saria murmured, her voice lifting like a serpent's hiss. Do you not see? The threads of fate weave an intricate pattern, one that we can merely glimpse in fleeting moments. Her eyes narrowed, the shadows seeming to gather and pool within their depths. There is a storm brewing, my friend, one that threatens to engulf us all. It would be wise to keep an eye on these god-touched. Darian's jaw tightened, the muscles in his neck straining as he wrestled with this new information. Yes, it was true that Vesia had her secrets, but so too did his brother, Malaris, the god of chaos. His mind raced, attempting to decipher the possible motivations behind this alliance, assuming it was one. Malaris had married one of the two god-touched servants that Vesia had converted. Darian knew that it could have simply been a gesture to protect Malaris from himself. He was aware of how erratic and emotional his brother was, and he knew Vesia would always try to protect Dunai from Malaris's whims, regardless of upsetting the others. With each passing moment, the threads of order began to unravel, replaced by a growing sense of unease that clawed at the edges of his consciousness. The air rippled with tension, heavy and oppressive like a shroud, as Darian contemplated his next move. He paced the chamber, 
his cloak brushing against the cold stone floor, sending up wisps of dust that seemed to dance in the dim light. The shadows born of the flickering sconces lined the walls, their tendrils reaching out to ensnare him, but he remained resolute in his purpose. His mind raced with a thousand possibilities, each more treacherous than the last, and yet one thought stood out amongst the chaos. The god-touch must not be allowed to reach Shorek. Searia, he began, his voice a low, rumbling storm on the horizon. I have a request for you, one that may alter the course of these events. He paused, allowing the weight of his words to settle within the chamber. Would you be able to convince Regulus and Derosia Dorvaux to send the two god-touch servants somewhere other than Shorek? The goddess of shadow tilted her head, her lips curving into a predatory smile. And where, pray tell, would you have me send them? Darian's gaze hardened, his eyes reflecting the silver fire of determination. To the grove Astralius, he replied, the words tasting bitter on his tongue. There is a witch there, of sorts. One who has proven herself capable of dealing with those who stray from their intended paths. Sierra raised an eyebrow, a flicker of amusement dancing in her shadowed eyes. You would consign them to the care of such a murderous creature. How very unlike you, Darian, god of order. Desperate times call for desperate measures, he countered, his voice tout with restraint, struggling against the wellspring of emotions threatening to spill forth. There are far too many pieces at play, and I cannot let them get to Shorek. It would ruin everything we are in the process of trying to build. Indeed, though I'd prefer them as far away from Sunshire as well, Sayeri amused, her fingers tracing invisible patterns along her cloth gauntlets. The threads of fate are tangled, and it is our responsibility to ensure they do not become so knotted as to strangle us all. She paused, considering his proposal before offering a slow, deliberate nod. Very well, Darian. I shall speak with the Dorvos. We will make it so. Thank you, Sayeria, he replied, a soft sigh escaping him, one that spoke of relief mixed with trepidation. He knew full well the dangers of meddling in the affairs of other gods, the delicate balance that could so easily be shattered by divine intervention. And yet, he also understood the necessity of taking such risks in these perilous times. Remember, my friend, Sayeria whispered, her voice echoing through the chamber like the distant howl of a wolf. Chaos may breed fear, but it is order that will ultimately lead us to victory. Darian clenched his fist, determined to hold on to the thread of hope that had been offered. Future was far from certain, but he would do whatever it took to ensure his vision of Dunai came to fruition, even if it meant sending two potential enemies into the clutches of a murderous witch. Hey everybody, thanks again for listening to the By Gods and Kings podcast. For more information on By Gods and Kings, you can always visit our website at www.bygodsandkings.com. But hey, you can also find us on Twitter, at By Gods and Kings. You can also find us on Facebook and even Reddit. We look forward to giving more content to you guys. You guys have a great afternoon. We'll see you on the other side.